What's up, guys? Today we're reviewing the Facebook show Sorry for Your Loss entitled Keep Toss Giveaway. So let's get to it. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. It's really somber. Yeah, it fits <laughs> the mood. the mood of the song, of the show. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to our episode two review of Sorry for Your Loss. I have... You know, it's it's an intimate crew, it but is. we're going to kind of get into it. Um, I'm excited because it's a really great show, but before we get into that, I'm D'Angelo. I'll be your lead host today for episode two, and I have a wonderful, wonderful co-host, Taylor. Hey, guys. I'm so excited to be here, and yeah, it's intimate discussion. Yes. We'll be able to really we'll dig really deep and it. dive in. It'll be great. Yes, if you guys, of course, can check out our episode one review where we have Jeff with us as well, and we kind of give an overall scope of the show and you know the direction of it. So today we'll get a little bit more into the details. We got to see a little bit more character development, which is really cool. Um, but the general plot of today's show was that basically she has to revisit her apartment today to help pretty much clean up all of the you know clean up the apartment. This is the first time she's revisited it since her husband has died. Yeah. Um, which to to some on the outside looking in that wouldn't look like a big deal, but it kind of gives. That's what's great about the show is giving insight to like the grief process. Um, how did you even feel about the idea of this plot? I really liked it, and I like that we kind of picked up sort of exactly where we left off yeah. in the pilot. Like we didn't have a big jump. Um, I think it's nice that they're keeping the timeline so like compact and so close together um, because it's like. Like, you can't look away, you know what I mean? Like, we're not skipping any of, like, the major steps. And going into the apartment is such a major step. And kind of like you were saying, oh, it probably doesn't seem like such a big deal sort of on the outside. But it is. Like, when you really think about it, all those memories that are connected with all those objects in the house. And I I like that they really utilize the flashbacks to show that. um, Mm -hmm. Just because I think it really gives us a really good insight sort of into her headspace Mm -hmm. and... Um, fleshing out Matt's character, like even though we can't see him in the present day, yeah. I think it's really, really important to see sort of why she loved him so much. Yeah. And I think the flashbacks do a great job of um, sort of showing that. Yeah, I agree. The flashbacks that, and that's something I was going to ask you anyway. Well, and before we like really get into the nuts and bolts, if you are just kind of jumping in and you're not completely sure of the plot of the show, basically, uh, where Elizabeth Olsen plays this character, Lee who is basically, it's about three or four months now into, Mm -hmm. like, her husband dying. And so we're, like, really getting insight into the nuts and bolts of the grief process for someone who just lost someone, like, who was super close to them. It was her husband. Um, Mm -hmm. So now we're, it's, I don't know, I guess now we're, so in this episode specifically, we're pretty much in the setting of her apartments and she's kind of, like, drawn, uh, reminded of things through her flashbacks. So the flashbacks play a big role in, like, um, pushing the narrative forward. Yeah. Um, so I agree with you in saying that the flashbacks were like really used really well because it gave us insight into her perspective of him. It did. And I really like the fact that they had these really happy memories mm-hmm. in the flashbacks, but they also had her remembering some of like the less great times, like some of the fights too. Because uh, I think, you know, other shows, other movies might just sort of sugarcoat it. And yeah. Like, oh, the relationship was so perfect. And I like how they are keeping it very realistic. Like, Everyone has these flaws regardless of, you know, the traumatic situation. Like, everyone's still a layered person yeah. and they were still ups and downs. And it was yeah. sort of a roller coaster of a relationship. And I like how they stay really true and authentic to that message as well. And I think it's cool, too, because I think when you, the further away you get, you start, I feel like at first you probably will only remember the really good mm-hmm. things. 
and then start to like really like start to remember the other stuff that was also very much part of like shaping the relationship. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. So um, we're kind of we, the first scene we get is uh, her mom, um, Amy, and her sister Jules is literally are helping her pack. And so they're even trying to figure out a plan to pack, mm-hmm. um, which is giving us insight into like how she, they're trying to support her through her grieving process. Would you say that you feel like they're doing a good job? I think that they're doing the best that they know how. And I think that since, I mean, the three of them are just obviously very, very different characters with very different sort of ways of processing things and ways that they would like to be, you know, talked to through this process. And I think that they're doing the best that they can, but I don't know that it's necessarily what Lee needs or wants all the time. Yeah. The the question is, is like, what does she want? You know? I don't even think that she necessarily knows. And I think that sort of the vibe she's giving off is she wants to be left alone and she wants to just throw everything away and mm-hmm. kind of get rid of all of, you know, the memories. But, I mean, I think that her mom has a really good point of, like, you're probably going to regret that later. Yeah. Like, there are probably some of these things that it's, you know, obviously painful, but, mm-hmm. you know, in, in five years or so, like, you're probably going to want that, you know, thing that you just sort of tossed out. And yeah. so I kind of like that even if it isn't what she necessarily wants, it may be what she does need. Yeah. Which is like crazy too to think about because it's like that is how it is. It's like the person that you who says the things that you need to hear, you probably hate them in that moment. Yeah. You're like, oh, like go away. Like let me be where I am presently. Um, so I think for me that's why I think they are doing a really good job. Um, we have that scene where Jules has to kind of leave um, and go to the – she goes to the car because she wants to like be able to grieve and not feel the judgment that her sister kind of gives her when she feels sad. Yeah, I agree. And I like the fact that they're bringing in the other characters' grief, too. Like, it's not just, like, Lee. Like, yeah. we are getting um, a lot of jewels in this episode and a couple episodes later, which we'll talk about later yes. today. <laughs> we get her moms as well. And mm-hmm. I like that it's not, like, obviously, Lee is the main character, but we get to see these sort of, like, cracks in other people as well and yeah. see how this is affecting them and... Of course, it's going to be hard to support someone when you're also having the same sort of feelings, mm-hmm. but you feel guilty for having those sort of feelings. And I think they're doing a really good job of sort of balancing that through Jules, especially. Yeah. And uh, one thing we saw with Jules, you said they kind of went into the details about her a little bit more is her overcoming her drug addiction, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was really uh, I was hoping that they would give a little bit more like character depth to the other characters around her. And so we did. Um, and you see that how that kind of shapes the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Were you, how did you feel about when you found that out? Was that surprising for you? Well, we had kind of established the last episode that she yeah. had some um, type of issue. Yeah, problem, problems with alcohol mm-hmm. and things like that. And so I think it makes sense that she just has problems with addiction all around. And I thought that the scene where um, Lee found like the uh, Vicodin gone mm-hmm. from the medicine cabinet, I thought that was just a really like impactful situation too and we got to see lee and her mom interact in a way that wasn't like directly related to lee's grief and that like she was like don't freak out but you know the vicodin's gone from the medicine cabinet and they sort of jumped to conclusions with jules which i feel bad for jules in a way because i feel like people are really sort of quick to judge her Mm -hmm. but at the same time like i understand where those two are coming from too because like when someone has sort of tripped up before and when you care yeah Yeah. when you care about them so much you're going to want to try to sort of you know cut that out right away Mm -hmm. and and make her not 
relapse, especially when it's this really trying time. Yeah. So I really like the fact that we saw the mom going into the car and kind of talking to Jules about the whole situation, too. Yeah, I think that's actually because we're, we're going to have our segment, guys. It's, we're going to call it the most moving moments. Yeah. So I, I think that's an early nominee for a possible one. It might not be mine, but I think they're car scene together. Um, where they kind of shared that intimate moment where kind of like Lee and, um, not Lee, excuse me, Amy and Jules, her mm-hmm. mom, they like kind of were alone and they were able to feel and like they just were intimate and she was like able to support her. And like, I think that was a cool, like, we really liked the mom anyway. Like, mm-hmm. so we even in her era, we kind of saw like how great she is in a way. Yeah. Um, the other thing I liked in that scene was we got a little bit insight about Matt too, like in the role he played with everyone in the family. Yeah. Cause she called him to pick her up when she was having a, her another episode. And like, she didn't want to call her sister or mom. Cause you know, there's, there's a lot of history there. And she said she felt like she would have been judged. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Go ahead. And he's very clearly like was part of their family. Cause yeah. he wasn't just like the son-in-law who they talked to like twice. Like he was very much like, a glue that yeah. held them all together yeah. Yeah. and i thought it was crushing um the fact that he was like what is it going to take for you to stop like this does someone have to get hurt yeah. and the fact that it did kind of take him getting hurt for him yeah. for her to stop it um i don't know i thought that was just such a great line and just ugh, it just crushed my heart so much the writing was just it's just so impressive it is they're so responsible with what they're doing yeah and it's like it's so crisp, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, the lines are so punchy and, you know, it doesn't take all these flowery monologues all the time. Like, it just really sort of cuts to the yeah. gut, like, in one <laughs> sentence. Yeah. Yes, and the delivery of these actors, just to take that one sentence and have it mean so much and carry so much weight is mm-hmm. just so, like you said, impressive. Yeah. So, I mean... Obviously, we got a little bit more details about the family, but it's still kind of about Lee this mm-hmm. this episode. And so, we they were kind of hinting at now like her dynamic with Matt, and like as much as she's loved him, maybe she loved like an image of him that she had, and not like who he actually was. And I think part of we're we're, we're learning that a little bit through her his brother. Yeah. So it seems like Matt kind of invested in like, or his brother was a person he went to when they were having an issue, and so. Um, so he's, it's been a couple of times now, one with the credit card, mm-hmm. we found out that she didn't even know why the credit card was in the freezer. Yeah. And then the other thing, like the shirt thing. And then we got the flashback about the comic books. Yeah. Um, what was your perspective on one? This is a long winded question, but what's your perspective on one, her revelations about this and then also her relationship with his brother? I mean, I love seeing those two interact yeah. and I think that it, it makes a lot of sense how they do interact and I don't think she necessarily didn't know him at all. Mm, I right. think it's just that, you know, you project different images of yourself to different people in your life, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a different way he's going to interact and talk to Lee and mm-hmm. different things she's he's going to discuss with her versus Danny. And the fact that um, Matt and Danny grew up together, I think, like, just adds a whole other layer of it because... There are things that Danny knows, you know, sort of firsthand through their childhood that Lee's never going to quite understand because she wasn't there. Right. Um, And so I think that's really interesting. And I think that's just like a message overall of you don't know someone the same way as someone else does just because you've been through different things together Mm -hmm. and you have different versions of yourself with different people in your life. I agree. And 
people grieve differently like right like in a way there's a lot of similarities with um lee and danny mm-hmm. because you know i was his brother you know so there's a they spent a long amount of time with each other and he saw him grow um so and but their 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 heads are budding but it seems like they're going to kind of need each other going forward for sure and i think that they're very similar yeah. in a way just as people i think they're the people that sort of lash out when things happen to them and i think maybe amy is someone who tries to take care of everything and jules is someone who sort of internalizes it and gets very visibly like sad and emotional okay psych i see you (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i think that they are just grieving in a similar way and Mm. the fact that it's very like an external grieving makes them butt heads but i agree like they definitely need each other because they can understand each other in that sort of way too mm-hmm. um that comic book scene with the um how they shaped it together because it wasn't just one scene but mm-hmm. just the interaction with the comic book and then also her interaction when they first got the apartment there were some things she did and i was like man she's kind of like ruthless yeah she is yeah and but that like that was a happy moment it kind of was amazing to see how they work together well like he he evened out her like um bluntness like yeah. really well like and i don't know that was I think that's really impressive. I like I like the way they've written that. I feel like there's some other things that we'll talk about that I feel like they've introduced really well. Mm-hmm. Some racial things that I feel like they've started to touch on like yeah. softly though. I agree. And I think that sort of going along with that, they sort of are flipping gender norms on mm-hmm. their head a little mm-hmm. bit too because Lee is the very like, not aggressive, but she's like very blunt yeah. and is like almost taking control of everything and Mm. matt's the one that sort of sits back and it's like the more sensitive of the two i feel like and i think that's really cool too Mm. and it's not like you said it's not hitting you over the head and it's not like a super obvious thing but Mm -hmm. just a subtle character thing that they're introducing these themes really in an interesting way Mm -hmm. um so one thing they kind of gave us a little hint well actually it's not much of a hint because the big question is how did he die yeah we haven't found that out yet but I like this, and I think we'll talk about this a little bit more for our episode three. Mm-hmm. But she got the phone, his phone, and this is one of the things that helped her come to the realization she didn't maybe didn't know him as well as she thought she knew him. Um, she doesn't know the passcode to his phone. Yeah. Um, do you feel like that's something you have to have in a relationship? Honestly, I personally don't. Mm-hmm. Just because if you have enough trust between like you and your partner, then like what is there you know to hide on that? And yeah. like I firmly believe in like having privacy and things like that Mm -hmm. so i didn't think it was a huge deal but i guess i understand where she's coming from i don't know what how did you think about it uh i you know i have i'm I'm, i have mixed emotions towards this more so the context of why don't you know like Mm -hmm. is it is it because that person completely denied it because then it's like okay what are you hiding right i feel like i wouldn't go out my way to offer up or i haven't gone on my way to offer up a passcode but like if it was like you're over there and I don't feel like walking over there. I'll just give you the code. We're in a relationship when I'm, I'm not hiding anything. Right. I didn't get the feeling when I've seen them interacting so far that it's like he's hiding something from her intentionally. I don't know. That phone number said unknown. Uh, 23 calls, 17 voicemails. Who does that? That's a good point. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. Now I'm like, now you're making it into more of a thing than I thought it was. <laughs> That's a red flag. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, that makes, that makes, that's another thing they're doing. It's it's part of the plot, but these little cliffhangers that make mm-hmm. you want to go. 
check back in and you know the format of the show is we kind of i got to watch four in a row so i just got my adhd got like really fed (laughs) and it was only like a five second advertisement in the middle so it was great like i just love the flow of the show yeah i definitely agree i think they're pacing it really really well Mm -hmm. and i think that this show especially like you could really fall into the trap of making it go way too slow yeah and like in the hands of, like, lesser writers and directors, I think it would feel that way. Because literally, this entire episode was just them in an apartment, in an apartment yeah. basically. <laughs> but it didn't feel that way. And I think that the insertion of the flashbacks make it feel a lot, like, quicker and more layered than mm-hmm. it might if it was just them in an apartment for half an hour straight. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually... So one, guys, I hope you are enjoying our review and our content of the show. If you are intrigued on uh, other things that AfterBuzz has to offer, Taylor can tell you where you can do that at. Yeah, so this show is obviously on Facebook Live, as well as one other show that we did called Sacred Lies. But which most of our shows, which I was on, <laughs> yes. We just did an interview um, yesterday, and it was amazing, so definitely check it out. But most of our shows are actually on YouTube, and our YouTube channel actually has almost every single show on television, like hundreds and hundreds. From dramas, reality, sci-fi, and more, there is no network that works harder to serve television fans, but we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be because they are completely optional. So hit that subscribe button now for just all the channels on YouTube. I think that the drama would probably be what you're looking for if you're liking this show. And let us know you did so in the comments and use the comment box for other stuff too. We definitely want to interact with you guys like as we're watching if you have any thoughts. Um, and we just really thank you guys for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk on multiple platforms now. So exciting. Yes. And to bounce off of that, guys, you can, if you're on Facebook, you can comment on this. We have a live chat. We'd love to have you part of the debate and the conversation and answering, asking us any questions that you have for us. Um, and speaking of comments, I, I was reading the comments of the episodes they're like, I mean, people, if you just go down and scroll down, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like just saying, man, this is like hitting home for me. I went through so-and-so and so-and-so. And then you see the TV show responding to it saying, this is exactly why we did this. I think it's super cool to see stuff like that in the comment section. I do too. It's more than just like, oh my gosh, like I love this character. I love this like cliffhanger, which is great. Yeah. I mean, it's great to watch TV t- for entertainment, but this really is resonating super, super deeply with people. And I think that's just amazing and just sort of the power of the medium. Agreed, 100%. So we only have a few more minutes, but I do want to get to something that we talked about a little bit. Your most moving moment from the show, from this episode. I did love the scene with Jules and Amy in the car, Mm -hmm. but I think that my most, most moving moment was just a really, really sad one between um, between Danny and Lee mm-hmm. um, when she's wearing his shirt and he just says, does it smell like him? And she just yeah. says, not anymore. Oh, that's a good one. I thought that was just... Whew. Yeah. And you could tell, like, that was one of the few moments those two weren't kind of going at <laughs> each other. Like, yeah. they were really connecting and sort of mourning together in a really quiet way during that moment. I think he gets it more than anyone else in the family. Yeah. And that's why I feel like they're going to both need each other going forward. For sure. Um, my most moving moment is going to be that car scene because I love the sub-characters. Um, and learning a little bit about the dynamic between the mom and Jules is interesting. Yeah. Um, and we got to learn. I feel like in that one little car scene, we learned so much, not just about them too, but about Matt and just the whole fa- family dynamic. So I think the writers did a great job. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. 
But, guys, I think that is going to do it for our review of Episode 2. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, we're going to be reviewing Episode 3 and 4 and 5 and 6. We're going to keep going. So, But this is the end of Episode 2. Um, I'm D'Angelo. I'm going to sign out, actually. I think that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm ah, speaking English. I'm D'Angelo. You guys can hit me up on Instagram at D'Angelo. Uh, also on Twitter at D'Angelo TV. Again, we're going to be reviewing episode three and four. It's going to be me and Taylor. Jeff will be popping in with us as well. So that'll be fun. Uh, we have plenty more content to review. But Taylor, where can they find you? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at alphabet underscore and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. I also host the Law & Order SVU after show every Thursday at 8. It's the season premiere this week. So you should definitely check that out. Yes, check that out. Uh, comment. Hit us with questions. Let us know what you think. Otherwise, thanks for joining us, guys. We will see you in a little bit with episode three. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.